Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Ellis Fowler. Lately, it's been impossible to ignore the tragedies that occurred in Baton Rouge, Louisiana with Alton Sterling and in Minnesota with Philando Castile and most recently in Dallas where the five police officers were slain. And it has just really gotten to me about what the implications are for our society and for the black community and for law enforcement in our country I was trying to go about my day yesterday normally, but I was just operating as a shadow, thinking about these things over and over and over again. And there's always the thought that that could be me. And with the police being slain, you know, that could be my friend or friends of friends. And it's gotten to the point where I feel like, you know, the justice system, the law enforcement system is really, really broken, just as much as the political system in our country. And I just wanted to write something to express myself and get that off of my chest. And it's more for me than for anybody else. But I'm putting it out here to share with you, as always. I don't usually do this, but I'm just going to read the blog the way that I wrote it. And I hope that you can get something from it. Thank you so much for listening. So here it goes. I'm a person who likes to have answers. But in the wake of the recent shootings, I felt numb, helpless, no solutions. I hate it. But I feel like I have to say something. It's what I do. I express myself with words, but it seems like every phrase nowadays inflames someone. If I say black lives matter, then there will be those who get offended thinking that by saying this, I'm saying that other lives don't matter. If I say blue lives matter, then people are going to think that I don't believe that black lives matter, that I'm somehow supporting the oppressor. And it's so sad that these cries of solidarity have become points of contention, with people throwing one out as a counter to the other. Like, black lives matter. No, blue lives matter. And the things that I've seen on my Facebook timeline have just been extremely discouraging. But we as a society really have to get past this idea of for or against. You're either for me or you're against me. And there's no room for common ground or room for more than one truth to exist. It surprises me how some people see themselves as so progressive and so enlightened yet they are so completely closed-minded when it comes to even trying to gain a true understanding of anything that lies outside of their own limited life experience, or in some cases just admitting that they can't fully understand such things. At its core, when someone says black lives matter, they're not saying that other lives do not matter, or that black lives are somehow more important or superior to other lives. They're simply saying that in certain circumstances, we as a nation need to open our eyes to the fact that blacks are often treated as if our lives aren't as valuable as others, especially in the justice system, and that by realizing and admitting these flaws, we can work to correct them. One has to understand that the black community has been plagued by injustice since before my parents were born. Look up how entire towns like Rosewood, Florida, and Black Wall Street in Oklahoma were decimated by white people, and very few, if any of them, were ever brought to justice for their actions. Entire generations of black people have grown up in fear of men in white hoods and men in blue uniforms who terrorize their neighborhoods and families and are rarely ever brought to justice. And that's just a fact. And it's sad and it's painful and it's ugly. But it stands true. Just take an earnest, honest look at black history. And then when you fast forward to incidents we see today of black people being gunned down and no one truly being held responsible then you can begin to see why hashtag Black Lives Matter is not a brag or an exclusionary phrase, but a reminder that, hey, we are human. We deserve fair treatment and justice. 
we have value and we matter. Yes, all lives matter, but black lives are lives too. And that's what it's trying to bring attention to. You know, it's very interesting to note that if you look at the past, those who ignore the cries of groups who claim to be oppressed oftentimes find themselves on the wrong side of history. You know, European peasants cried out about oppression to the nobility, and the nobility ignored it and comforted themselves by saying, it's the natural order of things. Slaves cried out about oppression to their captors, and the captors weren't having any of it. They just comforted themselves by saying it was the natural order of things. Jews in Germany cried out of oppression to their neighbors, and many of their neighbors dismissed it. The Jews were probably seen as paranoid and difficult. And modern-day African Americans cry out about oppression and discrimination to their neighbors and to the system as a whole, and in similar fashion, they are said to be paranoid and sensational. So if you feel like this when you see hashtag Black Lives Matter, as if they should just move on and get over it, be careful, because you too may find yourself on the wrong side of history on this, but I digress. When any public official, especially a policeman, is killed, we see this general public outcry and surge of support and calls for justice for the fallen officer, and rightly so in many cases. But usually there's no such universal outcry when it's an unarmed black man or an armed black man who may have just still been killed unjustifiably. Instead, we hear stories about how flawed the black person was, how he or she looked like a thug, had a past criminal history, or other irrelevant straw man arguments that try to distract. Like, what about black on black crime? All this is to say that I don't yet have answers on how to fix the issues of racism, bias, bigotry, hate, abuse of power. I don't. I wish I did. But I do know that violence isn't the answer. But on the same token, I've also pretty much just lost faith in the system being able to provide equal justice for my community. So I don't know what to do. But I do offer this perspective shift for all of us to consider. And that is, your life matters. If we all have this mentality about each and every person we encounter, it could fundamentally change the world. It's just the golden rule. And the golden rule is the most profound statement that I've ever come across when it comes to human interaction. Do unto others what you would have them do unto you. It's so simple, but it is so deep. If I don't want to see myself hurt or killed or treated unfairly, then I shouldn't want that for you. Your life matters to me because my life matters to me. And because anything that can happen to you as a human can happen to me as a human. And that's the root at the very core of the golden rule. And it's something that seems to be lost in the discussion of who's right and who's wrong. The problem that we have in our society is a lack of empathy and an inability of people to put themselves in other people's shoes. Of course you're going to see someone who doesn't share your skin color or social circle and life experience as some other if you can't look at them and see at least a part of yourself inside of them. So when you see someone putting hashtag Black Lives Matter, think about it with your own circumstances. Do you think that your life matters? The life of your child? Now, what if your family had a history of being treated as if your lives didn't matter? What if you wanted to let people know that this was the case, but they called you paranoid and told you to get over it? In a similar situation, would you not scream out for truth, transparency, and fair and equal justice? In our society, we see too many differences to really live by the golden rule. But then we want to call ourselves progressive and post-racism. 
when, if we're honest, we don't even see the unfamiliar-looking guy walking down the street as someone like us, or even human, so much as a potential hazard to our safety. At the end of the day, we have to break it down and follow this golden rule, your life matters, and apply this even down to our regular social interactions and all the way up to our lawmaking processes. If we did that, we would have a greater sense of unity and progress. You know, I don't have all the answers. I admit that all the time. But I do know that every major change starts grassroots. Everything starts with the individual from within, with the changing of consciousness and perspectives and saying your life matters in every aspect that my life matters. And in order to do that, we have to see each other's life as a life, as human, just like we see ourselves. When we finally get this perspective, then we can finally begin to fundamentally change the world. And all of our issues are a symptom of this disease, which is our inability to put ourselves in other people's shoes and truly realize that all lives do matter. And that despite our differences of opinion, we can truly listen to each other because hashtag your life matters. Hashtag your ideas matter. Hashtag your thoughts matter. Hashtag your addition to society matters. When we begin to teach our kids to see life through hashtag your life matters, we can see change. Now, I know it's a lofty idea and it's impractical and it doesn't provide answers for right now. But adopting the perspective of your life matters is simple and fundamental. We wouldn't even have the history that we have with gun violence if that were in our consciousness already. It's this long instilled idea of I'm separate from you that got us here in the first place. With the perspective of your life matters, how could you ever make someone a slave? How could you ever teach that an entire race of people are less than human? If that was in your perspective, in your consciousness. Anyway, I'm going to wrap it up, but I hope I made some sense and maybe made a statement. You know, test yourself in your daily life and see if you're using your life matters in your interactions. I guarantee that you'll make more friends, be more likable, improve your customer service skills, be more generous to the less fortunate. Because you'll be thinking about how to treat them the way that you want to be treated. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. Great things are on the horizon for you. And please pray for the healing and a powerful change for our nation. Until the next blog, I hope you stay well. See you next time. By the way, if you haven't already, please subscribe to my newsletter. There's a box at the bottom of the blog where you can put your email address. Also, while you're down there, go ahead and click like so I know you read or listened to the blog and that you liked it. And I'll keep them coming. Thanks so much again.